That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? This is Andy Kubert. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Uh, welcome back to another special episode of Bat Force Radio. Let's go around the table real quick. Uh, I'm Bat Force Tom, and uh, with me tonight is Grandpa Batman. Howdy. Dallas, Texas. We got uh, Notorious LPC from Dirty Jersey. Yo. We got Robo Rich keeping the streets clean over in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um, many of you are very familiar with our next guest's work. Uh, he's a creator of some of your favorite collectibles. To date, he has created over 70 pieces for DC Collectibles, ranging from the lines of DC icons, DC Comics supervillains, Superman Man of Steel statues. He's also been vital in creating some of the best Sideshow collectible pieces, including their 1-6 Joker, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman figures. Uh, he's worked outside of DC Comics for Marvel, Hasbro, and even movie studios, such as creating Collector's Editions box sets for Pacific Rim. Uh, please welcome Paul Harding, everybody. Woo-hoo. Thanks for being here, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. Um, we've loved your work for a really long time, everything that you've started, kind of started doing. Some of your pieces are probably responsible for a lot of us and a lot of people in general for kind of starting their collections, to be honest with you. Wow. That, yeah. That means a lot. That means a lot, for sure. No, absolutely. So you started primarily as an illustrator, correct? I did, yeah, before I even knew how to sculpt. I mean, I was, I was drawing as a kid, and then, you know, through college, I really didn't sculpt much of anything. Wow. Um, I was just focused on drawing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after college, I, I got a job in design in New York City, and um, that lasted about three years, and then I lost my job right before 9-11. Which was good because mm. I was two blocks from it. And, wow! Uh, wow! I was uh, I was unemployed, you know, for like six months, over six months, and I taught myself how to sculpt and ran into some great people. So did you did you first have aspirations of of being like a comic book artist, or were you doing more commercial design, or or what was it? Well, for for my day job, I was doing um, like interactive design. Um, it was all pretty boring and mundane, and the the clients were huge, like Fortune 50 clients. So it was that that aspect of it was exciting, but it was just not fulfilling. Um, but yeah, I, I I never imagined being a statue sculptor, let alone an action figure sculptor. I didn't know it was really possible. You know, up until McFarlane toys started popping up, then you start then people started to realize oh, this is a real thing. And then I, you know, I got my hopes up at that point. But yeah, I was, I, if anything, I wanted to be an editorial artist. 
I think. I thought that was the easiest path for me, doing illustrations for magazines and newspapers. Did, did you always have the, uh, the, the kind of itch to draw, like, uh, you know, comic book characters and heroes and that kind of thing? Was that with you for, for a majority of your Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's most, uh, that's basically all I ever really thought about. And I, I picked up, I started picking up comics when I was 12 or 13 um, with my own money regularly on a weekly basis. But long before that, I was an action figure guy. I mean, action figures meant the world to me. Everything from Joe's um, superpowers. I mean, superpowers was big for me. So, what were some of your favorite lines? Those, those three, probably. Yeah, those were probably the three biggest lines. But I branched out all over to like Centurions and Mask and um, Secret Wars. I loved Secret Wars. I could see um, the little right, plastic ones. Yeah, I could see right through their, you know, their buck body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those those little tricks. Yeah, I still loved them. Loved them all. And so what was it that first kind of got you into drawing and illustrating then? Mm, just, um, oh, I don't know. I, I was probably 12 and I, people told me I could draw, so I kept, I kept doing it. And then, then I started experiencing comic art, and um, it, it was pretty mind-blowing, like Dave McKeon and Brian Bolland and stuff like that. I didn't know that kind of level existed, so it was inspiring. What what were some of the things that um, what were the, the kind of characters that you gravitated towards when you what you would draw like what what was your favorite kind of thing to draw when you were villains were always big uh, but the the way I cut my teeth on comic art I think was basically copying Jim Lee doing his his Punisher stuff oh nice yeah mm. I mean Punisher Punisher is something I I still go back to today I love drawing him Hellboy is another one that I always go back to and Batman. And of course, villains. Joker. Joker crosses my mind at least twenty-five times a day. I would say. So. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it sounds like Joker was has been with you for a really long time, and now you probably you've worked on easily the best Joker figure that's out there, which is the sideshow piece. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that was it was really really big for me personally because it was at a scale where I could do the face at a at a level that. Um, could show off what the Joker should be on, you know, in a comic realm. Not like a Heath Ledger Joker. That stuff had been done to death already and is amazing. But we never really had a great comic book Joker. Yeah. You know, Brian Bolland is obviously an influence um, on that. But I, I like to think I, I spun it a little bit my way, too. Oh, thank you so much. That is by far my favorite Joker You're figure. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, gorgeous man. old yeah it just <laughs> nailed it's like almost a cross between classic neil adams and the killing joke and i don't know you just that that captured everything that i love about the joker and that figure so. Little yeah, and if, i don't know if, i don't know if you know what i look like but i would be the perfect joker cosplay so <laughs> part of that is always in there <laughs> uh Grant, he also did the uh the harley and the catwoman Oh, those are my oh, favorite, man. I have I them all right here, man. Just oh, cool. gorgeous. gorgeous. The, the Catwoman, when she's like grinding her teeth or just, oh, man, such great work, man. I love that one. And and the Harley I just acquired recently, actually. I'm just, I'm really thrilled about these figures. So a big hit. I wish they were still available. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. Oh, it's, they were gone, man. It's, it's, yeah, they're so nice that it's, and it's Sideshow too. They only make a limited round, you know? Yeah. yeah. The thing about the Jokers, I've been hunting that Joker for a while. I see the standard, 
sideshow yeah. piece a lot, but I it's really hard to track down the sideshow exclusive which has the, the laughing, laughing fish. fish. Yeah. Because if you don't get yep. the exclusive, you don't get the laughing fish, and I want those damn fish. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars for those laughing yeah, fish. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's the whole thing, you know. The, is the figure game is insane, and once you start getting into this, the 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 uh, you know the one sixth scale it just gets insane with the sideshow pieces and stuff like that like with, with those six scale like like harley did you design the whole thing or were you just mainly sculpture or what was like the deal with that well we they used um a female body that they already had and they closed it um you know someone else worked on that so i did the heads the hands and all the accessories and the feet and stuff well actually the feet did i i think they might have did different boots for her they brought so I didn't Rob Liefeld in to do the feet, right? <laughs> yes, no, they did. <laughs> feet. No feet. Oh. <laughs> or something covering it. Laughing fish covering the feet. Yeah, like a huge mountain comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> really buff, really buff muscular mountain. Can't woman on steroids. Or like go on. Or like a whole bunch of pockets. <laughs> Could you imagine if they made a line of his toys? How ridiculous they'd be! I would buy them all. Shit! I would, would you them sculpt them? them? Yeah, Paul, that'd be your job. That would be. You know, luckily I can I can sculpt one pocket in ZBrush and then sort of duplicate it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Leafeld and pockets, um, I got this um, Deadpool model kit that's coming out soon oh, cool. from diamond that one should be pretty neat too but you'll have to put it together and paint it yourself that's cool unfortunately okay that kind of segues into a question that i had is that you know when you you do your sculpts and stuff like that um you know obviously you're you want to pay homage to the the, the character design and imagery from from the comics but you also put a little bit of yourself in there is that true yeah i mean any chance I can get to add quality to a sculpt without sacrificing what it's what people assume it should look like, I'll take that chance each every time. You don't get a lot of that with DC Comics because it's very artist specific. Um, but little nuanced ways, I, I get I get my point across. I think Marvel is a lot easier where you can just you just do characters your way you know your newest line has been these uh, six inch dc icons you pretty much have guidelines and, and regulations to that they specifically want is that correct right definitely i mean actually the icons is a little bit of an anomaly uh, it it does say that it's designed by um ivan reyes and yeah i originally designed the female bodies and the male bodies under Ivan's, you know, his, his artwork. But actually, um, each character I've been able to kind of do, put my own spin on it. So that that's is cool. a little, diff that is a little different. And that's where they're more like a little bit more like Marvel legends. Oh, uh, with the DC icons, are they kind of like paying homage to the old DC universe figures? Cause I, a lot of them, I mean, well, not a lot of them, but some of them look exactly the same as the old ones. Mm-hmm. And you mean the, the the DC Universe Classics stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, in some case, we're just we're basically just dealing with um, classic costumes. Ten years ago, they're look they were looking at the same reference that I'm looking at. You know, we're both looking at a 1983 Deadshot costume or something like that. Okay. Um. So, if anything, um, I do my best 
to make the icons that I work on better than DC Universe Classic stuff. You know, that's uh, that's just what I want. You know, I want them to be better. That's the thing that I think I love so much about the icons line is when it was first announced, some of the mm -hmm. characters that they're kind of putting out are characters that you haven't really seen in a figure line since the since the DC Universe um, figures. And those figures, I mean, they were going crazy with, you know, the expanded universe for DC. And now to see them so well made now with the icons, it's just like a dream come true, you know, for figure for action figure guys. One thing yeah. that, I, that you mentioned that I, that I really like to highlight, and it's one of the reasons why we kind of were really, really wanted to talk to you, was that I think that you're pretty much an unsung hero as far as um, this, this kind of world of figures and statues. Because you're right, a lot of the times, you know, on the packaging or in the announcement, the individual that they're kind of highlighting is by, you know, artwork or the artist who kind of did the, the work in the book um, mm -hmm. or a design, you know, quote unquote designed by a certain artist. But you're the guy that kind of takes that and mm -hmm. makes it a 3D rendition of it, which is, right. it's not an easy task, is it? Right. I wouldn't want people to think that it's, it's easy, you know, when in, we, we always talk about giving credit and comic artists are always sounding off about getting credit and giving credit where credit is due writers writers need to give credit to their artists you guys hear that stuff right mm -hmm. oh yeah well, um, yeah well, you know so, <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh, you know I, I i agree completely with that and then you know companies like dc collectibles are so amazing because they put my name right on the box because they understand that Beautiful. it takes time takes effort you know um but if if we're looking at you know one sort of one character design if we're looking at one panel that an artist drew or one pinup you know that took the artist a couple hours you know this when I do an action figure it could take me a couple weeks so you know I, I would want the artists to also give credit to the sculptors when they're taking you know when they're taking credit for um, for the action figures that were based on their work, Absolutely. it's it's just one of those things. It um, not every company gives credit, but when they do, it's it's amazing and it's you know it's one of the great things about my job. In, and that's that's my hope is that you know we kind of introduce you to a group of individuals or community that kind of you know it has the ability to now kind of reach out to you and you know give you praise and thanks for what you've kind of provided to us because I mean I think anyone can say it. That, you know, figures and statues have really gone leaps and bounds as far as the quality. I mean, you know, you, you, I opened up, oh God, the Firestorm, you know, DC Collectibles just sent us the Firestorm yeah. figure. And uh, originally, I think I, at the time, my favorite one was probably the Mr. Miracle, right? Mm -hmm. And I just loved the, you know, the paint application and his look and all that. So, you know, Mr. Miracle was kind of close to, to my heart. And then I saw the Firestorm figure um, and I opened him up and I held him in my hand and I said, my God, this is an incredible figure. I love that figure. You know, I just, for about 20 minutes to an hour, I was just flipping them over in my hand and like just kind of <laughs> feeling them and checking them out and, and just really kind of just soaking them in because I was telling, I just, you look at that figure and it's like, wow, you know, this is number one, it's, it's a character that I, that I think really deserves a little bit more attention than what he's been getting. And number two, like the, the fit, you know, everything about that figure is perfect. And uh, it you. really highlights the, the the characters, you know, so well. And um, I know that's one of your pieces, so it's just, you yeah. know, it's off to you for sure on that one. Um, that, you know, I appreciate you saying that um, because that was one of the characters that I really loved in the Superpowers line. Oh, when yeah. I, You know, I was, how old was I? Like, 
I, I was probably nine or ten years old, maybe eleven, when I got that and when it came out, and I really liked the face design and the whole body was cool. You know, he he functioned. Um, and then watching him on the show, it, he was a new character to me. He wasn't one of the classics. And he just, you know, it struck a chord. Just such an interesting looking character. And I always thought there is a right way to design a, to design Firestorm, especially to, to design an action figure. And a lot of that is based on, like, you know, Garcia Lopez designs and, and things like that. There's a right and there's a wrong, and I, I tried to get it right. Yeah, and you totally did. I mean, like I said, it's... That figure is beautiful, and, and I it's like just like you said, the superpowers figure at the time. I think um, I remember, I don't remember who gave it to me, but I remember having that one. I had the Batman, the Robin, um, yeah. you know the I think it was the Lex Luthor, and then I had the Firestorm. And I remember thinking the Firestorm was so cool because similar yeah. to you, I thought he was so different. You know, the right. color scheme specifically, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And when I opened up that icons, that kind of threw me right back to that. I opened it up and I was like, man, this is just this is just like, you know, how cool the superpowers one was and it's a lot more different than you know the this the color scheme i think what is it it's gold and red yeah and it's yeah. just it, it has a kind of simplicity to it that just kind of pops with the right. colors and it's just so beautiful so yeah. do you also design the little accessories that come with each character oh yeah yep everything all the accessories the articulation every bit of it so when you go into designing these they're actually at like a 12 inch scale and you get all the specifics and detail and then you scale them down. Is that kind of the process? Well, I mean, I, I sculpt digitally, so there's uh, scale is sort of arbitrary when I'm designing it, but yeah, I, I zoom in. Sometimes I zoom in to where it's an 18 inch figure and I work on it as an 18 inch figure. Um, and then I'll zoom out, make sure it looks good as a six inch figure. And all this is happening very quickly. Um, this is in so, ZBrush? Yeah, this is in ZBrush. And then I just ass- I assign you know scale to it, and then we print it out that way. For the listeners, ZBrush is a 3D digital uh, sculpting software. I, I downloaded a trial version of ZBrush, and I think the best thing I could... I tried to make a face, and it came out looking like a testicle or something like that. It was, ter- <laughs> it was terrible. Well, well you know, they... <laughs> I, this is this is what I tell to artists who are first starting with ZBrush. They all they all look like that when you start. <laughs> okay, you <know>? good. <laughs> they, honestly, every time I start a face, it looks like testicles too. So I called it Rope Ridge. So, you know. <laughs> you have to get over that. You know that first hour is very difficult. That and then the second hour is a different kind of difficulty. So you, you know you're you're just you're going over hurdles. Until finally, after a few hours, you're like, okay, this is starting to look the way I imagined it. So it's, it's just patience, really. Paul, you, you mentioned that um, you were illustrating, and at the time you hadn't even really started sculpting ever. So what kind of, um, where did it go? Where how the transition happened between you kind of, you know, doing art and illustration and then really kind of getting into the sculpting world? Yeah, um, my girlfriend, who is my wife now, uh, she had a coworker who was friends with. <laughs> it's it's getting kind of convoluted here. Friends with a guy who was in business with Mezco Toys. Oh, we love Mezco. Yeah. So uh, back then, it was I think it was. What was Mezco a thing? I can't remember. He he had Aztec Toys with a partner, 
and they were they were releasing you know strange monsters and things like that as action figures. And I guess when I had met him was when Mezco was really first starting to happen. So about a year later after I met him, um, of course I was living in New York City, and none of this could happen if if I wasn't. And that's where everybody was in New York City at that time. Now everybody's in L.A. Actually, Mezco Mez is still in New York, but. Um, so about a year later, I was still working in my design job, but I, I saw the company kind of going down and I, I decided to start designing, um, what they call urban vinyl stuff, hip hop, a lot of hip hop stuff. So I was designing that, um, and I designed a line of it and I went and I, I had Mez's number and I went and I pitched it to him and he bought the designs just flat out, just like that. And, um... And he said, do you want to sculpt them? And I was like, I started to sweat, you know, because <laughs> I knew I knew I could, but I didn't know. I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was messing around with Super Sculpey and things like that that were easily accessible. Um, so he uh, Mezco said, well, he, was, he said, well, take your time. I'll pay you for him. He's like, but I should uh, maybe I'll introduce you to this other sculptor. And you scratch his back, and maybe he'll scratch your back. And the other sculptor was Dave Cortez, um, who basically did all of the great Marvel Legends action figures, all the best ones. Um, I could go on and on about Dave as a person being amazing, but his his skill is uh, hands down one of the one of the best there is out there. And I think most recently he did that um, Captain America statue in Brooklyn. Were you uh, two part of the? Um what are they called? The Four Horsemen at the time? Well, no. Dave, Dave had worked at McFarlane um, while the Four Horsemen were working at McFarlane. They, okay. they split off and basically signed up with Mattel straight away. And Dave started working on uh, Marvel Legends with Toy Biz, I think, on the first series. And that's when I was introduced to Dave. And I would go down to Brooklyn and just hang out and work on my projects, and I would help him out on his Marvel Legends projects. Um, and I think I started, I met him around series two or three or something like that. So I, was, I would help him out here and there. He would hand me entire figures to try. Um, and that's how I learned how to use Castelline and toy wax and mix my own, mix my own stuff. And I was, I was just, we were traditional sculptors at the time. And, you know, before I, about six years ago, I switched over to digital, but he, he switched over a few years before that. Yeah, I was lucky enough to, to have Dave Cortez teach me some of the shortcuts of traditional toy sculpture. I mean, no question. That was, that was amazing because I was working with him and working on my own projects at the same time. Um, I just, basically, I, I, I did just fall into it, I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, are you exclusive to DC only, or do you have work with other studios? Yep. I've, no, I've never been. I've never been exclusive to DC, um, but I've I've basically been working for them for over ten or eleven. Well, about eleven years, almost wow. nonstop. I think there was a couple years there, around two thousand eight or something like that, where it was a little bit slow. But since then, it's it's been. Non-stop. Do you remember what your uh, first DC piece was with them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, see, here's the story behind that. I went to um, San Diego Comic-Con in 
2005, and there was the talent search that they were putting on. And I, I went in with my tiny, uh, I had a little pocket-sized portfolio, entered um, the, the talent search. I won the talent search. <laughs> I didn't have my name in the portfolio anywhere. So I got a little reprimand publicly about that. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But yeah, they, the, the award was a gig with, with DC Direct. Um, so they gave me, uh, the first one was uh, Beppo the Super Monkey. And that came packaged <laughs> with, a, with a Silver Age style um, Superman robot. How, do, how does that feel when you, you see your work in like, it's right there in a box in front of you. That's got to be like um, just amazing. Well, it's the best. It's like how you feel when you're a kid at, on Christmas, you know, but it's almost every month and you get boxes of toys. So, and to, see, <laughs> you know, to, you know, to see it on shelves is great. It's always a rush for me. I, I can't say it's, it's as great as it used to be, but um, I kind of need that rush now <laughs> when you did the uh hip-hop line for um mezcal yeah did you pick the the hip-hop groups or whoever you did for them well this one the first one was just my own characters so it was one of the guys was was based on me but he was wearing real baggy <laughs> baggy camo uh clothes and he had giant gold fronts um one was based on my girlfriend. She was like a DJ. The other was based on my roommate. Um, <laughs> and he, he, had, he had a really cool um, uh, record player watch on the action figure. But those, those never got past um, first shots in initial production. The, the one that came out was this figure called Papasan. And he was just this big sort of pimp guy. He, and I think it was a Tower Records exclusive. And... Um, he came, he came with a fur coat, gold chains, you know, you could take his sneakers off, and he was kind of like a big alien dude. And then from, at, from, from then, I went on to doing a lot of stuff for Mezco. I, did the, I designed and sculpted the public enemy action figures. It says, I think you mentioned seven, over 70 pieces, or 70 pieces at least for DC Collectibles, DC wow. World. How, yeah. I mean, that's insane. And you said you've only been with them for about, well, 10 years or so? Right, right, okay. yeah. So, uh, you know, from design from your from from what they give you um to finish product how long would you say on average it takes you uh to work on a piece for them well the the general rule when i first started with them was it takes it will take two weeks um i think s since the advent of digital sculpting basically you don't get more than 10 days and that includes like three or four rounds of revisions oh my gosh um you know, with DC, it's okay because they don't have a licensor really to go through. So revision um, rounds uh, are not that time-consuming. But yeah, I'll be waiting a few days sometimes. Sometimes I'll wait a week, and I'll you know I'll still want to hit their deadline, even even though it can take time. So it, anywhere from a week to three weeks is normal. Do you like doing action figures or statues more? Well, I have you know I have a real old school love of action figures. I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever want to stop doing that. But there's been some years where I've only done action figures, and I'm like, I need, I gotta stop, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need statues. And then there was, I think there was a couple years there where I was only doing statues, and it was, and I felt like you know there was something missing. 
<laughs> but you know, people you know people look at it differently. Statues are considered fine art in the collectibles community. Action figures are sort you know, thanks to you guys, you know we have we have a great following for action figures. But a lot of people look down on action figures. So I need I have to do statues too, and they're two different animals, and I love them both. You yeah. you you have that uh, Batman sixty six Shakespeare bust coming out. Yeah, dude, yep. that thing yeah. is so awesome. It's big. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Almost, I think it's life size. I mean, it's it's life size to the prop in the in the TV show, and it's just about a full size head. You know, it's big. Another thing you mentioned, Paul, is that you're the guy that actually also uh, does the articulation when you're creating figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what like what do you keep in mind when you do that? Because I know that, um, especially for us, you know, we love taking pictures of them, we love posing them, you mm-hmm. know, and setting them up and stuff. What what kind of goes through your mind as far as when you're making the articulation? Like, what is are there certain things that you want to make sure that the figure can have? Or um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I'm not allowed to put thigh swivel in an action figure, <laughs> I feel I feel so bad for you guys. But <laughs> you know, it's um, it's I I stick. I stick to the script, uh, and we we it's all talked about in advance. And every every single action figure has to be priced out in China, and they have to hit a margin. So this is this is why you don't get ab crunch on certain figures. This is why you don't get a thigh swivel or even a waist swivel on some figures, like the um, like the designer line. Are they fairly limited in articulation? Yeah. But that you you know. That's sort of the the trade off. Um, the bombshells do have thigh swivel, so oh, wow. that that's the best yeah. I can tell you right now. So, so you you may be the one to answer this because right now the icon the current line is it like right under six inch. Yeah, yeah. So they're more of a Japanese you know scale six inch. They're not your six and a quarter like Marvel Legends sort of set the trend, and DC DCUC sort of set the trend that way. Was that um, for, you know, hitting a certain price point like you talked about, or was that a specific other well, design it, reason for that? It's probably to differentiate it from six and three quarters. If you're doing a six and a quarter action figure and six and three quarters, that's pretty close. You know, yeah. I think I think you it makes sense to have at least three quarters of an inch in between lines. Also, there could be some sort of um, contract stuff you know involved so i don't know i really don't know but i just think six and a quarter is just too close to six and seven six seven so the all the upcoming releases for icons are all going to be that same same height or they're going to be larger yep nope you got to buy them all and form a new universe with them sweet (laughs) (laughs) way ahead of you pal (laughs) (laughs) well with the amount that they're pumping pumping out um it's probably not gonna be that hard and, right. Uh, I mean, and the the obscure the obscure characters are probably some of the favorites of ours for sure. You know, Blue yeah. Beetle, Firestorm. Yeah. Um, some of the I mean, some of those just look so. Oh, the Mister Miracle, you know, all those guys. It's just really, really. The cool. Harley you did is fantastic. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, that was you know my the challenge that was on my desk was to make the best classic Harley that I could. I mean, articulation notwithstanding that. We did the best we could, so yeah, I think she's posable. Yeah, yeah. She has. I have her right here. She has a nice double ab crunch and a 
all yeah. sorts of good things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really I, you know, I think what did I do? I did a, a cherry pie with her that didn't come out, and a rubber chicken that never oh. came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and an alternate head. All this stuff was shown last year. Um, she with a she was showing her teeth like a big smile. Mm. Oh. That stuff would have been fun, but you know that kind of stuff. You know, look for that in you know multi packs. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, accessory pack, the first one, I did a lot of the stuff in that. Flash helmet and the laughing fish. Oh, yeah. So the, I don't know if anyone else has done laughing fish before, but that's the third time I've, I've <laughs> sculpted laughing fish. <laughs> <laughs> and you you, don't you're have, a big oh, bone fan, aren't you? I love it. That's your calling card. It, it, yeah, yeah. You did it for the sideshow figure as well? Right, right. And then and then I did a, um, I did an homage piece to Brian Bolland of his cover for um, The Greatest Joker Stories Ever Told, where he's opening his coat um, and pulling the fish out of his coat. Awesome. Remember, it's probably it's one of the best pieces I've ever seen. So I, I sculpted that exactly like he drew it, and then I gave him a one-off sculpture of it. Oh, wow, you, that's nice. There's probably yeah, I saw that it. video. You looked, you looked so happy just talking <laughs> to him, dude. That I was, was awesome. I was rambling like a fool. But he, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> totally. But he drew a little Joker in my book, so that was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Hey, that's cool. when you met Gal Gadot at San Diego Comic Con, were you oh, rambling yeah. like a fool, too? Well, I, I, got been, real, I got real close to her, but I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to personally meet her, but I, we were all right there. Awesome. Oh, I would. I would have just smelled the air in that. electric. Yeah, and um, Chris Pine was there too. It was really cool. Have you done like primarily DC pieces? It sounds like you have a ton of them. Well, DC turned out to be the biggest. Yeah, um, I've done plenty of other work, but um, DC just keeps on coming. So, you yeah. did some legends too, right? Like the Thor and I think a few others. Yeah, the Thor. I mean, I'm I'm currently working on some Marvel Legends right now. Ooh. But, um, Please go yeah, on. The big one. I, yeah, I can't can't really <laughs> talk about those. But the um, yeah, the Thor one was big because they they were releasing that for years after the first release of that. You're talking about the the newest Thor. Um, no, it was the Thor from the Straczynski run. It was okay. probably five years ago now. I don't know, oh, four years okay. ago. Yeah, they released that again with like different arms or something like that. But yeah, I started, uh, I started doing the uh, face-off line. It was one of the first ones for the Marvel Legends. That was before Hasbro. Um, what What would you say your personal favorites have been, both like an mm -hmm. action figure and statue? Oh, it's hard to say, man. I I talk about the um, Gary Frank Superman versus the Brainiac uh, yeah, cool. robots a lot because it was like that was a lot of work for me. I I used traditional methods like sculpting with wax and digital, and that's when I first started doing digital work. I I feel like I did justice to Gary Frank, who was one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, before I started, even before I started working on it. Um, so yeah, that one was a big one for me, that statue. Uh, as far as action figures go, um, I'm never fully happy with most of the action figures I've done. Um, Why is that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I always want to add articulation or mm. fix, fix the paint, and I'm not a customizer. Because technically you have to work based off of kind of, uh, kind of a guideline, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty strict. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love these icons that have been coming out. Let me see. Um, you got them right there. That's awesome. 
Well, I, I probably probably just peeking over at the collection. I, the Joker stuff that I did, I think, um, is without a doubt some of my most favorite stuff. And there was the one from the Arkham Asylum line, and then we did. Then I did the. Um, uh, it was based on the Detective Comics number one from a few years ago, the New Fifty Two. He's in the black trench coat. That one was. Oh fun. yeah, the supervillains. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of the um, the Arkham Asylum and Arkham City stuff was fun too. Yeah, it, you know it's it's awesome because the Arkham Asylum and the Arkham City Joker was really like a really cool design from the games, and then the figure itself, yeah. you know, like it's so creepy and thin and skinny and. You yep. know, and, and lanky. It's just such a perfect Joker figure. It's so great. Um, and yeah, you, you nailed that one too. And I think that's I think that's a lot of favorites for a lot of people because, you know, number one, it, it's Mark Hamill Joker. You know. Yeah. And it's also the games were super super popular. Um, yeah. And it's just yeah. a great looking Joker. Super creepy looking Joker. Thanks. Yeah. And thank you. And I got to do the uh, the second variant for the New York Comic Con exclusive yeah. one. Yeah. With his bubbly oh, that face. one is sick. I love that one. Yeah, I was happy that I got to do that. Anytime, you know, a figure comes back across my desk and they, they need a new head on it or something like that, that feels really good to me because I don't like that going to another sculptor. Something, something <laughs> small like that. I would rather just take care of it just so I can still take full credit for my own work, you know. So yeah. do they send you like... A 12-inch version to preview it and stuff before they send it off to final production? Um, no, they don't. You know, generally my opinion is not considered after after any of after all is said and done. Um, they don't they don't do a larger scale version or anything like that. Um, so it would just be six and three quarters or six inch, whatever yeah. whatever it's intended to be. Yeah. First time you see it is in a box, finished product. Yeah, and these days now <laughs> the yeah, same way I, we do. <laughs> since, I've gone, since I've gone completely digital, I don't see them until I go to conventions or I get them, you know, as comps. And yeah, I'm I, I'm satisfied when I get them a few months before you guys get them. That's, <laughs> I mean, I I hate to get them after other people get them. That's just one of yeah. my pet peeves. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, as long as I get to see them before other people do, then. I, I get over it pretty quick. Are you able to get every piece that you've worked on uh, sent to you? DC has sent me cases of every single thing I've ever done. That is yeah. awesome, man. Good yeah. for them. They're I mean, awesome. I guess it makes it easier for wanting to work with them too, if that's the case. Oh, it's you know, it's the little things yeah. like Reddit, like comps, um, stuff like that, and they pay well too versus other places. So it's they're a great place to work. Uh, I would never do anything to you know to stop working for those guys i love them <laughs> yeah then you know we've we've built up a little bit of a partnership with them too and they treat us really really well too and and we love them as well uh so yep. big shout out to dc collectibles over there for that uh, <laughs> you know something i want to ask you about is you had a ton of reveals recently at san diego comic-con yeah um i think my favorite out of all those is probably the batgirl yeah i mean I was so psyched working on that because I knew how much she means to people. And, you know, the Cameron Stewart and the Babs Tard design was really strong. I mean, it was that was on fire since it hit the internet. So it was it was a lot to live up to. It had to it had to be awesome. Mm -hmm. So I I hope it comes out great, you know. We'll see how the paint looks, but generally they do really well on these. Yeah. The pleasure of being at the press event that they did right before the con mm -hmm. and I saw her on display. 
Uh, I think I messaged you too. The only thing is that someone put the, the motorcycle on the wrong way right. <laughs> from the from oh, the skin yeah. marks the guard, and I didn't <laughs> even notice it at first. Okay. Going There's back. a lot of logistics these guys are dealing with when they're setting up. Trouble. Yeah, it's and you know the thing too is like, I, you know you can't get you can't get upset with them. They're they're trying to put everything out, and they have like you know hundreds of things that they're trying to put out. But yep. What other pieces of yours were recently revealed over at San Diego that you can now talk about? I know we wanted to talk to you before. Yeah. But I think we, we wanted to wait because that way we could actually talk about the stuff that you were having come out. Yep. We had a couple icons. Well, I guess they weren't at Comic-Con. Actually, they weren't at San Diego. But the uh, Catwoman and Deadshot icons. Oh, uh, they, so good. So they so. were there, but they were on a special table where you weren't allowed to take any pictures of them. Exactly. And that was at the press event. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. the, it's the classic suit Catwoman. Too. Yeah, like the late '80s style, I think, right? Like yeah. Jim Jim Ballant kind of Catwoman. Yeah. Yep. Does she have a she Does she have a tail? No, no, she comes with a whip though. Okay. And some, you know, claw hands and stuff like that, and curly hair. Ah, oh, I can't wait. That looks so good. So those, um, and then a few statues like um, uh, the Damian Wayne Robin. Yes, they. Yeah. So and that. That was a big deal for me because I did, I did the uh, the Dick Grayson Batman like six years ago, mm. and if finally we have the the cover that Frank quite quitely did, um, we can put them together, and that's like that's closure for me as an artist. Mm. Um, so that was fun to do, and we got I've been working with Amanda Connor a lot um, uh, on action figure lines and. Um, what was shown the uh, the holiday Harley statue? Yeah, those are really really cool looking, and it's cool because you sculpted them based off of how many different uh, designs? Well, the action figures. Yeah, I was talking about the statue that was like a direct translation of her um, her artwork, but I also did that exact same cover translation to the to the action figures too. Uh -huh. So I think I don't know how many have been shown. I think, um, I think there was like four. There yeah. Yeah, and I think so. There's the Amanda. So you did the Amanda Connor, right? Right. Yeah, right. I think there was four total. That uh, yeah. So that space Harley, superhero Harley, um, holiday and classic. I think those are pretty popular. So hopefully there will be more of those. So do you do you have space for all this stuff? Like, I mean, uh, once it gets sent, sent to you from DC, because like you've done so much of it, uh, <laughs> where do you put it all? I well, luckily I have a, a pretty big studio. Um, the the sad thing is I can no longer display other stuff that I collect, so <laughs> so it's just I can only put out my stuff. Otherwise, it gets confusing for people when they come over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the other the other stuff that I've collected sort of has gone into boxes or I've sold it or you know the really what, old school stuff I still keep. Obviously. What what kind of stuff do you collect personally? Um, things that I have started collecting recently are like Mego figures. Um, I still pick up sup packaged superpowers occasionally. Yeah, man. And those, are, uh, yeah. those are getting harder to find now. You know, oh, on good yeah, they are. yeah, they're tough. And like, yeah. Which superpower are you looking for mostly? Um, on the card, I still need a whole lot. I mean, I have every single one of them loose, but I still need... Um, actually, I don't have Cyborg. But I did a Cyborg figure that's coming out in November, maybe September. Cool. Maybe that one's so, awesome, too. I'm psyched about that. Well, the, the one the thing that I collect not infrequently is uh, silver and bronze comics. So I have those. They take up a lot of space in my studio. Wow, awesome. What yeah. is First, 
first first appearances of everybody. Ooh. Very nice. <laughs> Except <laughs> Paul, on your social media, are you allowed to kind of? I mean, I'm sure you are, but like, are you allowed to share some of the stuff like from your personal collection, or do you think that's kind of confusing for people as well? Um, I no, I don't. There's no problem with that. I don't think. Um, I I occasionally share stuff that I buy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Hey, it's me, Jason Statham. Yeah, that's right, the transporter. If there's one thing I listen to while driving around kicking the ass of drug lords and stealing their girlfriends, it's Bad Force Radio. And remember, Tommy the Tit listens to Bad Force Radio. And if he ain't, he should be. What is? Uh, what are some characters that you haven't worked on that you that you're hoping to maybe get a chance to? Um, Grey Ghost, no, the saying. Joker? No, 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 no. <laughs> More Joker. Don't stop with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I two of my favorite guys are um, Thanos and Darkseid, without a doubt. Wow. I, those are, I draw those guys all the time. Um, I sculpt them for fun, and I've never worked on them. I did, I did sculpt the Thanos uh, bust, but that was just for fun. What was it like, uh, and what was the process like with the uh, the Pacific Rim, uh, you know, the collector's edition box that you did there? I got involved with that through. Um, a company called Snap Creative, but actually that came through Sideshow at the time. Cool. So that was that was a little bit of a separate thing. It wasn't exactly Sideshow. Another thing too, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit is um, I think you've kind of started to see and notice and even kind of contribute a little bit to like the community that's online now with like uh, you know your figures and your statues. I think people love. What's I think what's cool is you know it's cool to have things on card if you're a collector and it's cool to kind of you know, put things on display and appreciate it that way. But I've never been the type to be able to, to do that. I've, I've always had to open things up and, and, you know, play with them, pose them. Um, have you, have you gotten mm-hmm. a chance to kind of check out, you know, like the toy collector community, the toy photography community that's kind of popping off right now? Yeah. I mean, thankfully for Instagram, uh, which I'm, I'm fairly new to Instagram. Um, just the past couple of years I've been on it, I think. But that's, you know, that's the place where I discovered that. And it's people I didn't, I honestly didn't realize people had such a love for it. I've had no idea. And now I, you know, now I've been seeing it over the past couple of years. And it's really cool. And it's inspiring. You know, I didn't know that people cared that much about action figures. I thought I was, you know, one of the, one of the only ones. And I didn't know there was such a huge community. I mean, really big and, and positive. Yeah, and you know, it's another reason why we want to bring you on is because we want to make sure that we kind of pay homage to the people that are doing that for us. You know, we love the action figures. We love the statues. It's important to know where they come from. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's exciting, too, because in this day and age now, there's this phenomenon. There's this toy culture where everybody is buying some kind of toy, some kind of action figure or pop or six-scale figure or whatnot, and... You know, you even see it at the cons. There's just more and more companies are popping up. Smaller companies are now becoming larger companies. And it's just, yeah. it's more than a regression from the 80s. It's just this this phenomenon with toys. And it's, it's really exciting because it's just the way they've taken it to whole new levels with, with well, with your, like, your prime example of like new levels of sculpture um, and articulation and paint applications and toy photography. And uh, and kudos to you, hats off to the, for that Harley Quinn bombshell um head sculpt for that action figure that we've been seeing because we have me personally I've been studying that and it's just like that sculpt is like better than most statues I see out there that are like you know not so many just excellent so Yo, um, thank you. yeah yeah thank your, your work is definitely much appreciated in the 
Thank you so much. I mean, it means it means so much to me to be to be able to be a part of your community. I mean, for for one thing, I I put my name on the line when I when I work on this stuff because I know how much it means to people, um, and that hopefully that shows in my work when I try to up my game if I can. And you know, a lot with action figures, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in the production side, and um, you know, thankfully, um, things generally turn out pretty good, and people are, you know, psyched with yeah. some of the work. Yeah. You don't want a West variant where the eyes all messed up. <laughs> yeah, man, that's why. You, that's why you got to buy at your your local comic shop, yes. right? Exactly. We love exactly. LCSs, yeah, for sure. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to thank the man. Uh, that's personally responsible for putting me in so much debt. So thanks, <laughs> thanks Paul. On borderline yeah. divorce. <laughs> Paul, yeah. we're gonna send our wives over to you for you know we're just throwing you under the bus from now. No on. doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I, I, I'm not a big fan of of many girlfriends or wives. I mean, I mean, they're not big fans of me. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a rare yeah. one, but yeah, Paul's I got a new line coming out. I have to get it, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yep. We wanted to also mention um, the fact that. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you. You with, with your stuff. You open it up. You open it up, right? I open one up and I keep at least one in the package oh, man, on the wall. Like one that. has to be standing or falling on the floor at all times. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy too is you know I'm not sure um, what it is, but it just seems like uh, especially for DC, I think DC collectibles. Um, it just seems like they're stepping up their game so much with with the stuff they got coming out. Um, you know, the icons line and um, the figure lines that they have coming out are just like super articulated. They look great. The paint applications are great. Um, the animated series figures, but they got those coming out that are awesome looking as well. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of involvement in them, and I, I continue to be involved in them. Uh, um, be, being that you said that. Um, can you just wink once if we're ever gonna get a gray ghost figure? <laughs> or, should I, or should I just we ask? We need a gray ghost. We need. It's alright. Don't worry. DC Collectibles is actually gonna come on in the future as well, so we're gonna we'll hound them anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea, but probably. Who knows, man? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was just talking to someone today about the animated series line. Um, I personally haven't delved into it just because at first I noticed, man, they're putting a lot out. I'm not going to be able to afford all those, and I'm going to want to collect all of them, so I'm going to hold up. And I'm kind of pissed and glad I did at the same It's bittersweet because <laughs> the amount of that line that they're pumping out is insane. They yep. are not stopping. They are not slowing down. It's it's insane. And uh, they all look great. I mean, it, it's you know, it's not like you look at something and you say, oh, I'm, I'm glad I passed up on that. Every they're... time I see you know, Exactly. They're going balls to the wall. Did you see that yeah. Batwing pole? I'm sure you did. Bro. That thing okay. <laughs> with the landing gear and the lights. I'm like, oh, they are not. I'm I'm agreeing with you. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, those are those action figures are the quintessential quality control. They just they nail them every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since since the first series that came out, they've gotten they've switched the plastic for the joints. Everything is at a very high bar. Yeah, they, I remember there was there was a lot of concern and issues with that. But another thing too about them, which is fantastic, is you know when they first started coming out with those animated series figures, they were there. People were kind of complaining about the joints and the snapping of the joints and all that. But every time I heard about it, I always heard DC would get in, if you got in contact with them, they would they would just send you whatever figure it was. You know, yeah. if you like sent them a picture, or whatever was broken, they sent it to you. 
Yeah. Just boom, they took care of you. And that's something that you can't say about a lot of people, a lot of companies. They're, they're the best. I love them. Yeah. I, yeah. They, you can tell, you know, I think it's because of creators like yourself. They have people behind the scenes that at the heart of it all, that this is what we used to be into when we were kids. So now that it's something that you do for a living, you put your whole heart into it. And that's the product that we're getting. It's like you're looking at stuff and you're looking at it and you're saying, my God, I wish this was around when I was a kid. Can you imagine, you know? The kids yeah, these days a, are so spoiled with the amount of good yeah. stuff they get. Hey, yeah. man, it's, it's a good time to have a second childhood, man. You yeah. know? <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. It is. It is. And I have, I have an 11-year-old boy, so I, oh buy, <laughs> I buy a lot of stuff and I just blame it on him. Paul, can I be, <laughs> can I be your 11-year-old boy? You can buy me whatever you want. Adopt me. I'll be yeah. your 40-year-old boy. Does he, hey. appre- does he appreciate the stuff that you get, like the, the, the fact that dad's making action figures and statues? It's a tough question, man. I I honestly don't know. Because wow. <laughs> how could any kid fully appreciate what yeah. their dad does? I don't know. Mm. I know that I know his friends kind of dig it. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's the coolest so, kid in class. Yeah. I, you know, it's I, I didn't grow up in a home where there was a lot of art or comics of any kind all over the place at all. It was, you know, there was a couple art books, but it was all classic stuff. I mean, but now I have I have Art books about every single movie have comics everywhere. I, every week I buy them whatever comics they want. And on a, obviously, you know, there's statues and toys everywhere in my house. Um, so, yeah, just it has to, it has to um, influence them somehow. And that's what matters. I don't care if they appreciate it as long as it influences them. Paul, um, have you ever been approached or would you ever consider doing like a, one of the black and white statues? Oh, um, including the black, white, and red Harley Quinn statue that I just did. I think I've done six of them already. Oh, okay. I think. And then, you know, and then there's the Superman versions that are shiny. So, but the first one I did was like Matt Wagner's, which was early on in my career. And I have that one. You do? <laughs> I didn't know you did it. Yeah. That makes me love it even more. That's awesome, what, man. That's what I loved about researching you a little bit before the episode is I had an idea of the things that you worked on. And when I looked at it, we just were talking like, dude, this guy's done everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm like looking around and going, oh hmm, what? what did he do? It's very hard for me to get people to understand the amount of stuff that I've done. So when even close friends of mine, they didn't realize that I did something five years ago. And I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> I want people to know. You yeah. Know, I, well, you it's just, really hard. It's hard to catalog it, too. Well, where, you know, like you said, Instagram, Twitter is, I think, right now, the, probably the best way to make people aware of it because you're doing a great job of, you know, throwing up as soon as things are announced or said that, you know, as soon as it's okay to talk about it, um, you put up like your designs of it, you know, what you were working on. And that's really cool. We love behind the scenes stuff. So the one that I really loved was, of course, the the Firestorm. So seeing you put up that Firestorm design was totally awesome. So cool, man. The Bunny Batman. (laughs) Yeah, Bunny Batman. The yeah. Gordon Bunny. Yeah, Robo Bunny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Robo, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that, yeah. that one's, and that's huge, too, the one that's coming mm-hmm. out, right? Because it's the, technically, yeah. the Gordon figure is supposed to fit in that suit in the comics. Yeah, and when you open you open up the chest, he's he's actually in there. So, Not a full figure, yeah. but it's like a torso. Very um, cool. Yeah, it's, it's like nine inches or something like that. So a question about that. Have you ever worked on a piece that they've sent you to work on, and you've kind of looked at it, kind of like the Gypsy Danger? Have you ever looked at something... And kind of been like, huh? And then you go back and you look at the source material and you like fall in love with it. Yeah, I'm, it must have happened a lot of times. I feel like I've felt that a lot. Um, I can't, I can't remember one in, one 
particular instance, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that happens a lot with, with comics, um, where I have to design a figure that's based on an artist's style. And, you know, hmm. you sort of find the love in it. Even if you weren't a fan of the artist, or even if you didn't know the artist, um, you can still, you know, put your you know, put yourself into it a little bit and enjoy it. Yeah, what did you think of when you were asked to do Jim, Jim Gordon as Batman in a RoboBunny suit? I had, I've been seeing, I mean, I read the comics, uh, not all the time, but I've been seeing that yeah. design for a while, and I was like, this thing is cool and weird and mm-hmm. looks like designs that we've seen before. Um, so when it came across my desk, I was like, yeah, this is a challenge to get it right. Um and it was fun. What is, uh, you say you mentioned you read, or you read, what are some of the, your uh, favorite favorite lines right now? Like some of the things that you've read maybe currently or in the last couple of years. I, I should have been careful what I said, but <laughs> <laughs> comes, this question always comes up and I blank. No, but it can be anything. I, it doesn't have to be recent. Any, anything that you've reread recently, whatever is close to your heart. Yeah, I've reread like Red Sun recently. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, Buy some of those big IDW books. I love those. Um, but recently, I've been reading. I've been reading Batman, Batgirl. Uh, I have them all. There's a huge stack that I have to get to. A lot of the Rebirth stuff, and of course, Supergirl. Steve Orlando's one of my good friends. Um, so I'm really psyched cool. for him. Yeah. So do you do you go to like a local shop and and try to keep up as much as you can? Yeah, I have I have two local shops that are they're just fantastic people. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and that's it's like a home away from home. So whenever I leave my studio, that's usually where I go. Wow. <laughs> so it's in between sculpting and going to the comic shop. <laughs> right, right. You're living the life, man. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I am. My, my wife and my daughter are in Japan right now, so I think they're living life right now. <laughs> well, um, if, you, if you were to ask Scott the Trunkler, he, uh, which is a member of ours, he'd say that you are living the life with the wife and kid out of the house. <laughs> and how he prefers it. He can <laughs> laugh about it. Yeah, his she, wife and she'll kid. Never, are, she'll never listen to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Paul, again, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. Um, Gramps, you want to do some uh, lightning round quick sure um this is a question we we always ask every guest because you know we're foodies we like to snack a little bit so uh what's your favorite type of m&m yellow peanut yes nice got him (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) being from new york you must be a connoisseur of uh the fine italian cuisine so what kind of pizza do you like do you like the thin crust New York style, deep dish. Definitely, it would have to be thin crust. Yep, nice. <laughs> you ha- do you have a preferred local pizzeria you go to? Yeah, there's one called v- Venezia, and we have one called Primavera, and they're both they're both pretty good. Also, also being upstate, there's this weird thing from Central New York. I'm not from Central New York, but there's something called it's called sauce pie, and it's pizza. It's like deep dish with no cheese on it, just a little bit of parmesan, and it's surprisingly good. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Yep. Dang. Favorite musician or band that you like to listen to? Top of my head, I would have to say like the Black Keys, um, stuff like that. Uh, we we talk a lot about music in my house, but most of the time when we're talking about it and listening to it, it's jazz. Just because my my son is a jazz improv guy, oh. so oh, wow. cool. it's a lot of learning um, for me and for him all the time. Just experiencing new artists all the time. Any any kind of music. I just what? saw Kenny. I just saw Kenny Wayne Shepherd play. So oh. that was it. Was a little different for me, but it was fun. 
What 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 instrument does your son play? He plays piano. Piano, cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. And um, are you a big sports fan? I I can play any sport you throw at me. Um, I love it. I love them all. You know, as wow. if I had if I had to choose, it's baseball and basketball. Yeah, I'm yes. not a football fan really, although I will play it anytime. All right. We're yeah. gonna get so a flag are you, are football a, game going. Yeah. So are you a Jordan or a LeBron kind of guy? Oh, uh, LeBron who? He knows. Man, if you could if you could have seen my if you could have seen my bedroom when I was 14 years old, you that would answer the question. I had like Mars Mars Blackman posters up all over the place. Oh, dude, I love that commercial. <laughs> who 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 dusts your studio? Because it's pretty big. Yeah, and it's pretty clean too. Um, <laughs> I dusted it. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, you know, there's pictures up on your website, and it's insane how nice that place is. Yeah, uh, you know, we have I have I shown pictures of the the movie theater? I don't think I show no. that all. That's in, that's on the other end of it. So send it over. Send yeah, it over. I have a ten foot screen with a three D projector, and yeah. I mean, why would I ever leave my studio, right? Seriously, so I got to move. It's, it's, not, it's not part of your yeah. home, right? It is. It is. It's a basement. Holy it's a walkout crap. basement, and I have. Um, I luckily I have windows, and there's there's a big deck off of it too, and really mm-hmm. quiet backyard. How long Man. did it take you to kind of design it the way you, or is it a kind of a working project? Uh, well, as far as the house goes, I mean, this was part of the reason why we got the house because the, base, the basement was finished already. So I I claimed it. The entire bottom floor, <laughs> <laughs> and it is a it's a, it's a man cave, man. <laughs> That's an understatement. Understatement. Yeah. It's a yeah. man. It's a man castle. So you you work yeah. from home in in the basement studio. I do. Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Indeed. Okay. Your 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 answer about the movie theater kind of was a perfect segue. Who's your favorite Batman live action actor? Well, it's not Ben Affleck. All right, no worries. It would, it would it has to be Christian Bale? I mean, there's uh, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it because we'll he's to, he's shown he's shown his his chops. I mean, we'll have a debate about that on the next episode or something like that. <laughs> oh my we'll, god! We'll have you back no, on. We'll, we'll no, I, I like I like Batman Begins and and uh, Dark Knight. His Bruce Wayne is really really good, so I I don't yeah, have any, I agree. I don't have any complaints about that. You know, it's hard to do the the. The crackly Batman voice for anybody—they really—they really have to figure something out with that in post-production. I think. I think Will Arnett has probably nailed that the best. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, does he count as a live action? Uh, uh, probably. Sh- well, we'll just throw it out there. Favorite yeah, actor yeah. in general can be animated. <laughs> Tom Hardy is probably my favorite actor. Oh, cool! Have you watched the movie Bronson that he did? I have, and after you see him in that, it's like he has to be your favorite because he's absolutely insane. So good, he's insane. Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen the the was it the Revenant? Oh yes, yes. And With tell Leo. me about it. Man. Yeah, he's, he's he, he was incredible. That. He was incredible in that. I don't even you know, know if he got nominated for best supporting actor, but he should have. Um, guys, anything else for Paul? Um, yeah, <laughs> who do I have to thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I have to contact at Sideshow to get um, you on more uh, six-scale Batman character figures? Well, I would, I would love to work on more of that stuff. So the louder you are yeah. and the more, the more you tag them, I mean, I, yeah, can't, I can't really do it because it's, it's it doesn't look good for me to do that. But I would love to. Right? Um, 
yeah, that's we have we have kind of a, a relationship with them, so I'm definitely going to be throwing that in their ear. I would love yeah. that, man. I I love working for them, so yeah. if I could do that again, that would be great. Well, yeah. Paul, thanks so much for thanks, taking the time Paul. to be with us. We really, really appreciate it. We had a great time, man. Um, that was awesome. And just the doors, the doors always open for you, you know. Oh, yeah. thanks so much, guys. You yeah. guys are great. I really appreciate you having me on, and I would love to come back on anytime you guys want me. So we'll stay in touch. All, All right. What's, what's awesome. A, Thank you, Paul. What's a good way for fans to get uh, to kind of check you out um, on social media or otherwise? Yeah, on um, Instagram and Facebook, it's Harding's studios and on twitter it's harding art i'm easy to find perfect yeah. awesome well thanks so much paul i appreciate it thank you yes. guys thank right. you thanks, paul. thanks a lot paul thank you paul take, take care. care hey gotham dwellers make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to bat force radio we can be found on itunes and soundcloud don't miss out guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.